remarkable slip from Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, it's a great finish. What a goal that is. Lovely build-up play from Sheffield United. Bringing you the latest from across the Steel City. This is Football Forum. Very good afternoon to you. Welcome along to the latest edition of Football Forum here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music as well. I'm Joseph Hadfield and I'm going to run you through all the latest action regarding United and Wednesday. We'll do all that in the company of Josh Chapman. Evening, mate. Good afternoon. It's the show where we discuss the Blades and the Owls and we have a look at everything else from across the Steel City as well. So we are one man down this week. Um, so, but we're still going to persevere, and here's what's to come. I promised I'd stick to this one. And I will always love you. That is horrendous. But anyway, Illerman is the star as Sharp bags a hat trick of assists in a 6 2 pasting of Peterborough. Another silly sucker punch at the lane. United concede in the 95th to throw two points away with a 2 2 against Preston. The Owls could do with going on a pilgrimage after a disastrous 3-0 defeat and a really long drive home from Plymouth. We'll also turn our attention to the weekend's action as United head to the MKM to play H-U-L-L. And Wednesday are hoping not to continue their snooze against the Shrews. As of the round of unpredictable, well, it's been two weeks and we've made no predictions whatsoever. So uh, the scores are still the same. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and on your smart speaker. Alexa, play Shoe Football Forum. We may have left Shoe, but we still focus on Sheffield's red and blue. This is Football Forum. And it's live. So it's great to have you with us on the programme. It's been a couple of weeks off for us. Uh, We've had other things going on. But anyway, we are back and uh, we're going to try our best to, uh, to muddle through uh, this next sort of half an hour, three quarters of an hour, uh, given the fact that our our Wednesday contingent is not present. But never mind, uh, we will do our best. And uh, in doing so, we have got the return of the quiz question. It's been a while. Um, now it is me. I'm popping in another one for you just primarily because uh, no one else has done one, but that's fine. Uh, so this is not a related to United on Wednesday, but never mind. I'm looking for... There is one team that's not in the top two tiers of the uh, the English pyramid that is unbeaten. So there are eight sides in the 92 that are unbeaten. Five are in the Premier League. Two are in the Championship. But there's one that's not in those top two. Uh, now, you will get points if you can name any of the other seven. But I'm specifically looking for the one side that's in, the, in League One or League Two, basically that has is unbeaten so far this season and uh, chappers and you as well have got until the end of the program to give us the correct answer so onwards we go to the action and we're going to start with sheffield united because at least we know that we can cover that in extensive detail um now sheffield united well two games for them um as it's been quite a while they had uh, a game on saturday as they took on peterborough united and then preston with the most recent visitors to the lane on Tuesday night. Adam Oxley is your commentator 
uh, for Saturday's game. And then Rob Staten has the words for Tuesday night. Lovely turn, pulls it back and Jai towards goal! And then Jai will score in his full debut! Jack Robinson retreats and controls and he's muscled off the ball here by Marriott. Marriott will come through one-on-one and score. Posh level. Fleck will turn it beyond the keeper and John Fleck finally has another Sheffield United goal. Chop will pull it back in the middle and Ben Osborne will finish and that is a wonderful team goal from Sheffield United. And Jai, excellent footwork, feeds it to Gibbs White who drills it and drills it to the top corner. What a strike that is from the Wolves Loney. Sharp pulls it back and Jai heads it in. A second on his full debut for the Blades. Clark Harris goes down, penalty to Peterborough. Former Miller and Rover Johnson, Clark Harris, who steps up from the spot, puts it down the middle. Peterborough have pulled one back here into the area. Osborne in, Osborne will score. Six of the best for the Blades of Bramalane. Sheffield United, six. Peterborough two. Well, here's a chance for United yeah. shot in and there's the opening goal. And it's Gibbs White two in two for him. And it's Sheffield United one, Preston North end nil. Good ball here towards Johnson who is onside. He's chested it away from Olsen who's completely out of position. And it's a goal for Preston North end. Oh, you've got to say that is a howler. It's Billy Sharp. Oh. He could fall to Sander Berger. Yeah! And Sander Berger has scored. And Sheffield United lead with six minutes to go. Billy Sharp just clatters into a Preston man. It could fall for a chance for Reese. He scored with practically the last kick of the game. Sheffield United two, Preston North End two. So Sheffield United up against Peterborough and Preston. We're going to start with uh, with the Peterborough game first of all on Saturday, and uh, finally United getting their first win in the league of the season, and uh, and what a win it was in fact. Billy Sharp getting a hat trick of assists, setting up uh, the likes of Element. Illiman Endai, who uh, made his debut for the Blades in that game. Uh, he got himself a brace in the 14th minute and the 70th. John Fleck, he's been uh, non-existent in some games uh, for United recently. He got himself on the score sheet uh, early on in the second half. Uh, that was after Jack Marriott, of all people, the former Wednesday man, he'd equalised for Posh. Um, bit of a bit of a poor defensive effort, should we say, from Reese Norrington. Davis. Uh, so 1-1 at the break, Fleck making it 2-1 early in the second half. And then two minutes later, Ben Osborne uh, popping in with a goal. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White uh, made it four. That was then Elliman and Dai got his second two minutes later. So a double of two minutes uh, in the 70th. Johnson Clark Harris got one back with a penalty in the 78th. Egan a bit clumsy on that, uh, giving that one away. And then Ben Osborne got his second in the 90th, 6-2 for the Blades. And then on Tuesday night, Morgan Gibbs-White at it again early on, uh, scoring in the eighth minute. Daniel Johnson got one back. Shocking bit of play uh, from the United goalkeeper. Robin Olsen making his first start uh, in a Blade shirt. Uh, so 1-1 it was. And then Sander Berger, his first goal of the season in the 85th minute, looked to have won it for the Blades. But uh, no one clearing a ball in the 95th. Emil Reese jakobsen putting it in the back of the net. And it finished two all. So four points for the Blades uh, from three days. Let's hear from Slavisa Jakanovic after that 2-2 against Preston. <laughs> yeah, definitely really disappointed after uh, everything that happened, especially in the last uh, few seconds. At the end, uh, typical championship uh, game. We, we try for one side, another side. We are created more things, but in the in last second, we didn't be 
enough uh, strong, enough uh, focused and concentrated and uh, we made some mistakes and uh, paid really expensive. So Vesey Ikanovic there after Sheffield United's uh, games against Peterborough and Preston. Chappers, we are going to start with the Peterborough game because we might as well milk it while we've got the chance. Six bloody two. That's uh, that's one hell of a result. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on Saturday's action? Yeah, I was trying to think of a time where I'd actually seen United score six goals, and I, I genuinely cannot remember um, a game where we did. Apparently, we we put six past Leighton Orient about th- four years ago in the cup. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I was chatting to Adam, who'd obviously done that game on on Saturday, and he can't remember the last time he can remember is we beat we put six past Spurs, and that were in the early nineties. Now, I can't remember in my lifetime as putting six past someone, so that shows it. No, I, I can't either. But apparently we did beat Leighton Orient in an FA Cup game and we, we put six past them, but I, I don't remember that. And I think that was only about four years ago, something like that. So I'd have to do a bit of investigating. I can remember five because I can remember that Swindon game, um, but I definitely can't remember six. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a, a very, very good performance, especially second half. Um, first half, we looked... In, in that first 20, 25 minutes, we looked... A lot brighter. We we you know we zipped the ball about a lot quicker. Um, we were getting into good areas faster. Um, I think the change of formation and, and change of personnel bringing in Dyer and uh, Gibbs White in was a was a stroke of genius. I think he's a really lovely player, Morgan Gibbs White. Um, and then Illiman and Dye, uh, well, he just had Peterborough players on strings all game. His, his close control is, is so lovely. Um, and it, it really offered us a different dimension to, to how we wanted to play, really. Um, and I think it really worked. It worked really well. Um, like I said, 20, first 20, 25 minutes played really well. Obviously got the goal. And, you know, it was deserved. It was a lovely finish from Mendai because, you know, it wasn't an easy chance. The ball wasn't necessarily on the floor for him. Um, and he absolutely rooted the keeper. And then we go and give it away so stupidly, with such a stupid mistake from Jack Robinson, who is, well... Less said about him, the better, really, at the moment. Um, but it's just a such stupid goal to give away. Gets caught in possession, high up the pitch. Um, well, it, high up in, in, in Peterborough's um, respect. And then Jack Marriott, you know, goes and buries it. Not a lot of Fodring can do, really. Um, but then came out second half and really did blow Peterborough away. We, we really did turn it on. Um, just some lovely play, some lovely build-up play. For, for some of the goals. Um, John Fleck seemed a lot more like the, the John Fleck we used to know. Um, I've slated him quite a bit at the start of this season and he took a bit of a hammer in last year as well. Um, but he's, he's not been at the races so far this year, but he did look a lot, lot better on Saturday. He looks, you know, like the player that we knew, closing players down early on, catching them in possession, you know, playing through balls, getting on the end of, uh, on the end of three balls himself. And it was a, a typical John Fleck finish, really. Keeper comes out and he just slots it past him. And it really did go in in slow motion, if I'm honest. Um, but it was a really lovely finish. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see him back on the score sheet. And then we just kind of kicked on from there, really. It, it just it, it went from bad to worse for Peterborough. Um, you know, Ben Osborne getting in on the act two minutes later. It's a great ball and great bit of play from Billy Sharp to hold it up and get it back across. Gibbs White with an absolute pile driver, top corner. Um, you don't save those. Get obviously Endai getting an assist there, and then Endai getting his second of the game. Um, another great bit of play from from Billy, well from us, and then Billy Sharp to, to loop a, a cross back across, um, and a, a good header actually as well because it is behind him. Um, I wasn't convinced on the penalty if I'm completely honest. I thought it was quite cheap. Um, didn't matter in the grand scheme of things because then Ben Osborne goes and sticks another one in two with his right foot. By the way, Ben Osborne's right foot is usually just for standing on. 
Um, and yeah, an excellent all-round performance, really, and, and one that we really needed. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to um, kick on a little bit more now. So after that 6-2, we thought, right, we'll kick on from here. This is the sort of, we broke a duck now. We've got that first win. We can kick on here. And for most of the Preston game, it looked like we'd just gone back to to the old United that we'd seen before this Peterborough game, sort of the, the heavily possessive-based uh, team, but not really scoring, not really creating a great deal. And we all, we, we scored a couple of nice goals. Gibbs White with a, with a fantastic goal. Sander Berger, lovely team goal, lovely team goal uh, for our second. But once again, it's it's defensive howlers that have, like, well, for example... You look at the one on uh, look at the one on Saturday uh, for Marriott's goal against uh, for Peterborough Johnson. That was another one defensive problem from Olsen this time. And then that and then that sucker punch in the last minute. Does Billy Sharp need to give away a, a free kick there with with a couple of seconds left? I don't think I don't think it's Billy Sharp's fault that we conceded that goal. Um, I thought it was a bit of a cheap free kick. Really, I know he's kind of I don't want to see cleaned him out as such, but he has made quite a bit of it. It was a foul, but. Um, it's certainly not Billy Sharp's fault that we've conceded. It's it's one person's fault with conceding and one person only, and that's Jack Robinson, who who looked pretty poor all night again, um, costing us another goal, costing us what would have been a pretty vital three points. He's absolutely bodged his header. I don't know what he's done or what he's even trying to do, but he's absolutely bodged it. Ended up flicking it on for him, and then we've, you know, it's a bit of a comedy of, comedy of errors really following up from that. But yeah, in terms of the game, it was a different game to the Peterborough game. Um, Preston set up differently. They've got a lot of different personnel. Their their average height must have been over six foot because they they were they were absolutely massive. Every one of them were pretty big, uh, with the exception of only one or two. And I knew Daniel Johnson had scored because he always takes great pleasure in scoring against us for some reason. I don't know why, but he always does. Um, I actually thought we created a couple of decent chances in the game. Um, I thought Sharp probably should have done better from a header in the first half. John Fleck should have been absolutely burying that one um, when he goes through one-on-one. And I don't know why for the life of me, he's not just stuck his foot through it rather than trying to be clever or even just pass the ball square. You know, Brewster's on his own next year, screaming for it, just pass it in. But, you know, you, you, we, get that, we get that second goal and it is a lovely goal, really. A really lovely build-up play, and it did make me a bit nervous when we were playing out from the back because I thought we were going to lose it. And then, you know, before we knew it, we were up at the top end of the pitch, and, and Berger, as soon as it left his foot, really, he knew where it was going. Um, and like I said, we just needed to hold on, really, and and we didn't. It's a poor goal to concede. It's a frustrating goal to concede. Um, the Preston manager, I can't remember who the Preston manager is nowadays, but he came out afterwards saying that he thought his team deserved. It was the least his team deserved. I thought he must have been watching a completely different game to what I was watching. Um, referee didn't help I thought the referee was poor I thought all three officials were poor it took 10 minutes for the linesman on our side to actually wake up he missed three offsides in the first 10 minutes um, and then he were offside mad after that um, so yeah it's a frustrating it's a really frustrating result really um, and it's a result that we shouldn't be getting we should have been won you know we should have won that game um, as soon as it got to 2-1 with what it, whatever it was five minutes left we should have been winning that game um, and to be fair, we actually had an opportunity to to make it three um, and didn't take it. I think we were caught a little bit in two minds as to whether to go for a third goal or to try and protect, you know, and not give the ball away. And in the end, we did neither. So um, frustrating, really. But, you know, we didn't lose, I guess. That's the only silver line. We didn't lose, but we really should have won. Exactly. And to be fair, 
I didn't think Billy Sharp was at fault either, but I can't really say that I saw that winning goal either because I was nodding off through the sort of from the for the whole of the second half basically. So I was struggling to keep my eyes open with that one, um, but I did see the the, the uh, equaliser anyway. Uh, United then with uh, with two games there, four points as I say, and uh, well the, uh, the the one man we have to mention just before we do move on is. Uh, this Illiman Endai because uh, I, I can't remember I, I can't remember if he was in the under 18 squad that we watched, but he's definitely proved to be a, a player. Like we talk about all these youngsters that come through the academy, and then they get promoted, they do amazing, and then United sell them for stupidly cheap when they go on to be about 400 million. This Endai needs to be one that we hold on to for for a fair while. Yeah, he, he's a real class act. Um... His, his close control is, is absolutely lovely. And, you know, although he didn't get an assist or a goal or anything on, on Tuesday night, um, he really did have Preston players on strings at times, just taking it past him so easily and, you know, drawing fouls and uh, taking players on. And he, like I say, he really did have them on strings. But yeah, he's a really, he's a clear special talent um, and hopefully one we can keep hold of for, for a long while. Um there was a lot of excitement around him. I don't think he wasn't. I'm, I'm fairly sure he wasn't in the under 18 squad that we watched. Uh, IR he was, but I don't think Endai was. Um, and yeah, a lot of excitement around him. There was, you know, trouble with his contract. Would he or would not sign a, any contracts? It looked for a long while that it had a bit of a bit of a stalemate, and he wasn't going to. Um, but I'm glad that's been resolved because, like I say, he's a, he's a real talent um, and a, an asset that will be really important to us. The difficulty for him is that he's not had a pre-season. He's not played for a, quite a while. And as a result, you know, he's, he's cramped up twice after about 65, 70 minutes. So uh, we do need to protect him a little bit. We can't just be throwing him in constantly because, you know, it could hinder him more than it could help him. Um, but yeah, very exciting um, and a, a, a very good talent. Right. Sheffield United there with, uh, with two games under their belt and their attention does turn to another this weekend. That's up against Hull City. Uh, we will preview that one in a little bit. But for now, that wraps up Sheffield United. You're home for United and Wednesday. This is Football Forum, only on Spotify. Gracious yourselves, folks. This is Football Forum here on Spotify and uh, and what have you. Thank you for your company. So United's done. It's over to Wednesday now, as uh, as they had made the long trip down to the land of the Ginsters uh, to face Plymouth. Uh, fair fair whack of a uh, of a trip there. Six hours the least. And for for any Wednesday fans that did make the uh, the long drive south down the M5, I salute you. Uh, so let's find out how they got on. Well, we, we haven't really got any commentary for that one, but Chappers can talk us through it instead. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, like you say, Joseph, it was a very, very long trip down and it was, I'd imagine, a very much longer trip back. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, well, they were humbled away from home as they slipped to a second consecutive league defeat, this time at the hands of Plymouth Argyle. Argyle were out the blocks quickly and were ahead after just seven minutes. Conor Grant lofted a ball uh, in from the left, which was spilled by Wednesday keeper Bailey Peacock-Farrell. Uh, and Joe Edwards was on hand uh, to hook over his shoulder and into the empty net. Wednesday's poor defending of old was coming back to haunt them and the Green Army doubled their lead just before half-time. Grant again delivering the assist, this time from a free kick, essentially probably around 40 yards out, lifted the ball towards the back post 
And Dan Scar, who peeled away from his defender, uh, hooked it past Peacock Farrell, who was left stranded and rooted. Half chances came and went for the Owls, who came closest through Theo Corbinu, but his powerful strike was saved by Michael Cooper in the Plymouth goal. And what was a bit of a scramble in the box from a corner. And Ryan Lowe inflicted the final blow on the Owls in the 97th minute. He was given the freedom of home park as he ran down the left channel from just past the halfway line and into the box without being picked up at all. Ryan Broom slipped him through and, well, he buried one past Peacock Farrell, um, who, again, was pretty helpless in all honesty. 3-0 it finished, and here is what Darren Moore had to say. Well, today, um, from our perspective, just wasn't quite good enough today. Um, credit to Plymouth um, in terms of how they went about the game today. Um, and we needed to be at our best today, but we wasn't um, quite there um, today. So, you know, we take the applaudits when we did at the start of the season, and now we've got to take our medicine and get back to work uh, on the training ground and, um, and start putting the wrongs from today right for next week's game. Darren Moore there after Sheffield Wednesday's 3-0 thumping at the hands of Plymouth. Now, Chappers, obviously, we're going to have to muddle through this one because neither of us are Wednesday fans and have seen it in any great detail. Um, but Wednesday look far from the side that they were before the international break. Yeah, it was a, another disappointing performance, really, um, from a Wednesday point of view. And they just didn't really seem at the races. Plymouth, like I say, came out of the traps pretty quickly. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't a great defensive performance um, in terms of the first and the second goal. Well, in fact, all three goals were really poor defensively, if, if I'm being honest. Um it was initially a ball, you know, ball down the left. Good work uh, from Conor Grant. Ended up sitting one of the Wednesday players down. I can't remember who it was, but lost the ball into the back post. Peacock Farrell really should be doing a lot better. He's under a bit of pressure, really, but you know he's got to be coming out and and making sure he, you know, if he needs to, taking everyone with him as long as he keeps hold of that ball. And and he didn't, and he, you know, he spilled it. And it, to be fair, it, it it's a great finish. Um, from Joe Edwards, he's like I say, he's hooked it over his shoulder, but it's just poor defending. It's basic stuff. Nobody's picking him up. It's a spill from the goalkeeper, and Plymouth are ahead after seven minutes. And to be fair, Wednesday just didn't get going at all in that first half. And again, they were made to pay for it just before half time. It's the second goal. It's again, it's poor defending. It's a free kick, and it's a good free kick from Conor Grant. It's it's into that corridor of uncertainty, really, towards the back post. But it's far too easy from Dan Scar to just peel off him uh, and and you know hook one back across, and it's a difficult chance in fairness to, in fairness to the lad to to get on the end of it. But it's just poor defending from a Wednesday point of view. And they did come alive a little bit, you know, more second half, but you know just half chances. Barry Bannon had a, had a decent effort. Um, I think it was a header just just wide, and there was another one, another attempt. Um, I can't remember who it was actually. Um, who he, he you know put it into the side netting. Um, I think it was Shadipo actually or uh, Berahino, I'm not sure, but he just put it into the side netting. But it was just half chance after half chance. And like I say, um, that effort from uh, Corbyn, it was actually Wednesday's best attempt, really. It was, it was a good save from Michael Cooper in the first place. There was a couple of follow-ups, but just Wednesday just didn't look like scoring. And, you know, that's two defeats from two now. And, and really the stats don't the stats don't lie. Plymouth, Plymouth, much the better side. Uh, the entity had le less of the ball, Plymouth. Um, but, you know, it's what, it's what you do with it. Wednesday had 62% of the possession, 14, 14 shots, but only three on target. And that was Wednesday's issue the other week when they played Morecambe. You know, they, they, they had quite a few attempts, but they didn't put any of them in. Um, 
And I think in that game, I'm just looking now, you know, Wednesday only had two attempts on goal in, in that game. They had 13 shots and two two attempts on target. And that's just not, it's not good enough, uh, really. Wednesday's problem seems to, well, was last year scoring goals. And really, it seems to be this year as well, um, in, in these last few games anyway. Um, I mean, if you, if you look at the start, from the start of the season, 0-0 against Charlton, 2-0 against Donny, 1-0 against Fleetwood, 2-0 against Rotherham, lost 1-0 against Morecambe, lost 3-0 against Plymouth. They've not scored loads of goals. They haven't scored any more than two in a game. Uh, in a league game anyway. Um, and, and maybe despite Wednesday bringing in loads of different uh, attacking options, maybe they still face the same problem. And I don't know if it's a case of not being able to put the ball in the back of that or if it's a case of not creating enough chances. And I, I'm sure Connor would be able to tell you better than I could. But I think, if if I'm being honest, I think it's probably a combination of the two. Well, you're doing well as a stand-in. Um, it is worth saying, though, that Wednesday are currently sat 12th as we're recording this now on the Thursday night. Mm. Okay, some teams have played seven. Wednesday's only played six, but that was because they didn't play Sunderland. And funny enough, Sunderland are at the top of the league. And they're only, they're only five points off the top. And, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're mid-table, and yet they're only five, five points off top. So I'll tell you, League One is going to be stupidly tight this season. Yeah. So what it does mean, that Wednesday need to, to actually make the most of these results and stop giving away stupid, silly goals and results. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're currently 12th at the minute, but they, they were actually right at the top of the tree. Well, you know, I think they were top two, weren't they? I don't think they were quite top of the league, but they were definitely second. Um, and it just shows you, and I, I, I'm very aware of um, saying this, uh, and I say it every season, I really do sometimes struggle to look at the table so early on because you can just never really take much from it. Um and it, it changes very, very quickly. Um, but, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday were up there and, and two, you know, two games and they've, they've slipped down to the table, really. And, you know, that is one thing that they are going to have to look at, um, really. Um, they just need to make sure they stay in and around there, uh, in it, well, in and around that top area. Um, but, yeah, you know, like you say, they were supposed to be playing Sunderland. Sunderland currently sitting top of the tree. They've, um, they've won five of the six games. Uh, only lost one. We we know what to expect from Sunderland in terms of being streaky. Um, maybe it's what is it this time? Fourth time lucky, fifth time lucky. I don't even know for Sunderland. But yeah, Wednesday just need to be careful that they. And I don't think they will. I don't think they'll slip too far down because you know at the end of the day they're only two points out of the playoffs. And like I say, the, the table is so tight at this time of the season. Um, but they just need to make sure they're not throwing silly games away and silly results in. And, you know, I'm, this is no disrespect to Plymouth because Plymouth are a decent side and really can beat anyone on their day. But, you know, you look at Morecambe, Morecambe coming to sit in 18th. They've lost three of, the, three of the six games. They've drawn two of them. They've only won one game all season. Uh, sorry, two games all season. They drew one. Wednesday, with, with the squad and the, and the quality guff that Wednesday have got between them and Morecambe, they should be winning that game. Um, and that might be Wednesday's downfall this year that, they they don't win enough games that they should, um, which which sounds a ridiculous thing to say, but you know they they can't just assume that they're going to play a lesser team and turn up and, and just win the game just by not doing anything. Um, I saw a quote actually early from Dominic Iorfa. He was talking about the Plymouth game and uh, he said we didn't really turn up. It was a wake up call. I think a lot of teams raised their game against us, and I don't necessarily think that's that second part is true. I think you know teams don't automatically 
go out to win against certain teams and not others. You know, teams always want to beat whoever they're playing. But, you know, I think the first part in what you're saying, it was a wake up call. And I think maybe Wednesday players need to realise that it's not going to be a walk in the park from this year. Yes, they've got uh, on paper a better team than majority of the league. But, you know, League One's not an easy league as we found out six seasons in a row. Um, and you can have as good a players as you want. But sometimes if you're out fought and you're out battled and you're, you know, if another team wants it more, then then you'll lose. Indeed. I think we've managed quite well to cover Wednesday this week. So uh, that is Sheffield Wednesday all done and dusted for now anyway, uh, as we'll move on to their game against Shrewsbury, which is this weekend. And we will touch on that in a couple of minutes, but uh, to buy ourselves a few minutes. Uh, and for all you regional fans, uh, they've uh, there's been quite a few games going on over the past couple of weeks. So Chappers will cover them in the local roundup. Absolutely, yeah, you're right, Hadfield. There has been quite a couple of games, uh, so I'm going to try and flip through them as quickly as I can. Now we're going to start with Barnsley, and well, they travelled up uh, to Bournemouth uh, on on the weekend. And uh, well, if you thought Plymouth was a long journey down for Wednesday fans, well, Barnsley will probably know how you feel. It was a long old journey back for them. They lost three 0 at the hands of uh, at, at Scott Parker's Bournemouth. Jordan Zamora in the eighth minute opening of the scoring. Dom Solanke straight after the, the restart in the second half in the 46th, making it two. And Zamora getting his second and Bournemouth's third uh, in the 82nd minute. A really disappointing result for Barnsley. Um, however, last night they travelled to Stoke and it looked like it might have been another long evening for them after Sam Surridge uh, put the home side in front after 17 minutes. However, Corley Woodrow uh, pulled one back and levelled things up for Barnsley in the 38th. Mario Vrancic saw his penalty save just before half-time, which was very, very controversial after what was a clear dive, but the referee gave it anyway, um, so justice will be uh, will, will feel a little bit sweet, I'm sure. Uh, Brad Collins was in absolutely inspired form uh, in that game. Uh, moving down into League One and Rotherham, well, um, they, how can I put this, thumped Doncaster Rovers 6-0 in the, whatever it's called these days, Papa John's Trophy. Um, 6-0, uh, Mikel Miller opened the score in Freddie Ladapo um, straight after one. Louis Jones own goal. Um, and then, so it's 3-0 at half-time. Will Griggs opened his uh, Rotherham account in the second half. Uh, Jake Hull, formerly uh, somebody I used to go to school with, actually, Jake Hull. Uh, young lad, 19-year-old defender, getting on the score sheet. A fan, Joe Matic, really... Uh, making it six of the best for Rotherham. Um, however, they couldn't follow that up in the league. Uh, they hosted Fleetwood Town on the weekend and uh, actually were on the wrong side of a 4-2 scoreline. Marcus Smith and Kieran Sadley are scoring uh, the two Rotherham goals. Uh, but like I said, 4-2 that finished uh, in favour of Fleetwood. And then on Tuesday night, yeah, Tuesday night, uh, the Millers travelled to Lincoln. Uh, Marcus Smith actually put them in front in that game in the 22nd minute. However, just after half-time, uh, Lewis Fiorini uh, equalised for the Imps on 1-1, it finished. Uh, that result leaves Rotherham currently sitting in 13th position in the table. And while now moving on to Doncaster Rovers, where you heard that they got absolutely spanked 6-0 at the hands of Rotherham. And while their disappointing start to the season continued as they travelled to Wigan, Tommy Rowe actually put them 1-0 up in that game in the 22nd minute. But Will Keane and well he scored twice actually Wilkeen on 24th in the 52nd uh, to make it a 2-1 victory for uh, Wigan and finally Chesterfield well they've had a, a really, really quite good start to their season um, however they couldn't quite continue that at the weekend uh, as they drew 2-all with Bromley 
uh, George Carlyne and uh, Emmanuel Oyelecki scoring the two Spyrax goals. Two all, it finished after conceding a 96-minute equaliser from Michael Cheek, uh, like I say, at home to Bromley. And then, um, well, that was two weeks ago, actually, and then on Saturday, uh, it finished 0-0 between them and Dover, away from home. Uh, but they did get back to winning ways on Tuesday evening as they hosted Barnet. Uh, Kabongo Shishimanga scoring three times, two twice from the penalty spot. Gavin Gunning, big Gav Gunning, uh, making it four in the 77th minute. And uh, what wrapped up a pretty comfortable in the end victory for Chesterfield. They did actually give away um, their two-goal lead to go in two-all at half-time with two quick goals from Barnet. But they did rectify that in the second half. And, uh, well, that was a bit of a long one, but we got through it. And that's your local roundup. He's earning his pay packet this week, hasn't he? Uh, There's the sum total of nil. So uh, good on you, chappers. Uh, we are going to turn our attention to United on Wednesday and their previews. That'll be in just a second. You're home for the Blades and Owls. This is Football Forum. With Football Forum here on Spotify, much appreciating your company. So onwards we go to the previews. And this is where things get a little bit more difficult because it's Wednesday. Uh, they're taking on Shrewsbury. Uh, it is a three o'clock kickoff in League One. Uh, now, Dominic Iofa has been doing the, the pre-match presser. So we'd assume Iofa probably will be playing if, uh, if that sort of theme uh, runs along. Wednesday do need to uh, sort out their form and get back to uh, up into uh, the the top tier, uh, the top areas of the table, shall we say? And they should be all right because Shrewsbury are away. They've played three away and lost all three away. And Wednesday have only played two at home, but they've won both home. So uh, the omens look good for Wednesday chappers. And uh, Wednesday up against Shrewsbury. Uh, what are you thinking in terms of how Wednesday might play? We know, obviously, Massimo Luongo FC is not playing because he's, I think he's somewhere... He's receiving, yeah, he's receiving get... treatment for his hamstring injury, isn't he? According to mm. Dom Housen. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a massive miss. And uh, I saw um, Dom Housen, or it might have been Alan Biggs, actually, but one of them talking uh, about the game on the weekend, saying that, um, Wednesday were really missing Luongo uh, and Adeniran as well in that midfield area because they were just getting bullied really um, in 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 that uh, in the middle of the park. So yeah, he, he is a big loss for them. Uh, Wednesday, you'll see this as a bit of an opportunity to get back to winning ways. The back home um, after two tricky away days um, away at Portsmouth and uh, Plymouth. Oh, sorry, Morecambe and Plymouth, not Portsmouth. I don't know where I don't know where Portsmouth came from, uh, but Morecambe and Plymouth. So they're back at home. Shrewsbury have not had a great start to their season. They've only won one sort of season. They've lost five of their seven games uh, and are languishing just above that relegation zone. Um, so, you know, they're desperate for a win themselves. They're not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad team, Shrewsbury, but they, they really have a, had a tough start to their season. But I do think Wednesday are probably going to have too much in this one. Um, I've gone for a 2-1 Wednesday win, uh, not Shrewsbury win. I've gone for a 2-1 Wednesday win. Uh, and like I say, I think Wednesday you'll see this as a bit of an opportunity to try and get back to winning ways. Right. So Chappers is in favour of Wednesday. Uh, we will come on to uh, mine and Connor's predictions in a moment. But first, let's turn our attention to United uh, for a few minutes. They're taking on Hull at the MKM, which has been through, put it this way, if Chesterfield's ground's been through the most name changes, only second to the paint pot pizza cup trophy that is now uh, played by League One and two sides. Hull Stadium is second because they've had Kingston Communications, 
KC. KC. They've had all sorts. They've had the KCOM. KCOM as well. Yeah. And what is it now? MKM. MKM. Oh, I didn't know that. So your guess is as good as mine. I, I suppose the K is going to stand for Kingston, but that's about it. I have no idea. Um. Anyway, uh, so Hull are sitting in 21st. Uh, three games for them they've had at home so far. Yet to win at home. So fingers crossed. United away have yet to win away. So... Uh, this is this is worrying, put it that way. Uh, right, so United up against Hull. What we do know from uh, Jukanovic's presser is Osborne's back available uh, for the game of Saturday. Ben Davis is out with a calf issue. Ender Stevens has resumed chapter, has uh, resumed training. You'll oh, be, good. You'll be happy with that. I'm so delighted. Um, I mean, to be fair, Reese Norrington Davis has looked a little bit wobbly uh, for the past couple of games, so we'll see put it that way and uh, he's checking Illumin and die after uh coming off on tuesday night your thoughts ahead of this one yeah i think this will be a really good opportunity to hopefully try and press on um and get another win under his belt yeah it's it would be our first win away from home but i mean saturday was our first win in the league full stop so um you know you've got to start somewhere haven't you and but at the same time united have a bit of a habit of um ending teams' bad runs. So uh, hopefully we don't do that. Um, obviously, like you say, Hadfield, uh, Hall have not won at home all season. They've only won one game all season. That was only on the opening day when they put four past Preston. Um, so, yeah, like I say, hopefully we don't do what we usually do and end teams' bad runs. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we will win this one. I'm hoping um, that Jack Robinson is dropped. I'd rather play no one there. Um, than Jack Robinson, I, and, and I know I understand why Robinson's playing instead of Basham. I get that because he's left-footed, but surely a right-footed Chris Basham does a better job at left centre half than a left-footed Jack Robinson. But hey, that's my opinion. Um, I think you're right about Norrington Davis. I don't think he looked particularly particularly sound on Tuesday night. I thought he played fairly well on on Saturday, but again, I didn't really think he was too good defensively. But Tuesday night, I didn't think he was particularly good at all. I thought he put one decent delivery in at the start of the game and that was about it. I think his rest of his deliveries were pretty poor, to be honest. Um, and we just looked vulnerable down our left side with between Robinson and, and Norrington Davis. We just looked pretty vulnerable down that left-hand side. Um, so I'd be interested to see what he does there. Um, I can't wait for Ben Davis to come back, but unfortunately it's going to be before, uh, not before this weekend. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things to discuss in terms of result I think we will win I don't I really don't know about result but I want to say 2-0 United I, I just I just don't know but I think we'll win well uh, well speaking of defenders Jack O'Connell we the uh, the wonder goes on whether he will return we hope he does and uh, from one from what I've seen from one person they're thinking it might be the end of October which is oh, really apparently so but to be to be fair because his last one of his most in- recent Instagram posts did say back soon, but you've got to take that with a pinch of salt. He's been given his FIFA card. Have you seen his FIFA card today? I have seen his FIFA card. He's yeah. the best defender. The best defender in the EFL, isn't he? But then you look at Wednesday and they've got three different players as sort of the best thing. Well, it's League One, isn't it? So there you are. Yeah, um, exactly. The first game on FIFA 22, as it is every year, United up against Wednesday and Thrasher. That is, uh, that's just fact. Um, so United up against Hull, as we say, 12.30 on Sky, if you want to watch this one. Um, and uh, yeah, an interesting one. What we can confirm is Daniel Mann won't be doing this one, unfortunately. 
um, because he's doing a Premier League game for, for the first time in a while. So uh, never mind. Are um, we going to have Bill, Bill Leslie instead? What do you reckon? I reckon it'd be Gary Weaver, wouldn't it? Because Oh, yeah, it might be Gary Weaver, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, so Hull in 21st against United in 19th. Chappers has already given his prediction. And uh, we've got more predictions in just a second. That mountain that they need to climb is getting steeper every week. I honestly, I think we're in big trouble. It's rotten to the core, to be honest. It's not a good time to be a Sheffield United fan. 2-1 defeat away at Viggen. Connor at Viggen? Viggen, Viggen. <laughs> I don't know. Where did that come I'm from? Tight. The biggest guess. Oh, morning, mate. All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Joseph Hadfield. Oh, goodness me. Sobasilia. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Chapman. Oh, wow. It was... Awful. Connor Thorpe. It was a, an absolutely massive win. Cardinal Reddiff. <laughs> Cardinal wow. Reddiff. I can't believe I've just said We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. Yes, Football Forum back sometime in the next two weeks. We're, with our record, it will be two weeks before we're back, but uh, we'll do our best. Right, onwards we go then to Unpredictable and a look at, uh, well, can't really say anything. Obviously, you weren't here, Chappers, for the last programme that we recorded. Uh, what we can tell you is that you're still winning uh, with ni- Excellent. 19 points for yourself. I'm in second on 15 and Connor has 14. Unlucky lads. You, won- you may be wondering why there is no, uh, no update, shall we say? Because we all forgot to do our predictions for the last week. Yeah, we did. Um, so, yeah, basically, they all count as nil. So, uh, there you are. But we have got predictions this week. Uh, Chappers has already given his. Uh, for Wednesday against Shrewsbury, he's gone 2-1 Wednesday. Connor's gone 2-0 Wednesday. And I am going to go... Oh, I forgot the pressures that come with uh, predicting on this programme. I will say I'll I'll say two nil as well. I'll follow Connor. I'll go two nil Wednesday as well. Uh, United, we've already got those. Chappers has gone two nil United. Connor's gone three one United, and I'm gonna say two one United. I don't think it'll be that easy, but I'm gonna go for a two one. Uh, right, that's just about as far as we go for this evening. Uh, before we go, Chappers has a quiz question to answer. Uh, we were looking, well, if you can name any of the other seven, we'll give you half points, but we're, lo- we're looking for the uh, the one that's in League One or Two. Um, well, I can probably name you some of the yeah, early ones. go on. Um, Chelsea, Liverpool. Oh, is it just unbeaten? Just unbeaten. Just unbeaten. Chelsea, Liverpool. Yep. I don't think City have lost. City have. Oh, did they? City did. Uh, Man United. Man United. Man United. Man United's another one. Did you say there was five in the Premier League? Five in the Prem, yeah. Spurs. Oh, yeah, Spurs lost. Spurs lost. Uh, Chelsea. You've already said Chelsea, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, no. um, I don't know. Don't know what other ones are. Everton. Everton at lost. Everton's another one, yep. That's four. That's four. Uh, there's no point saying Arsenal. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the last one? I don't know, last one. Who's the last one? Last one's West Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah, the two of the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got two from the Championship and you've got one from uh, Tiers 3 and 4. Two from the Championship. West Brom. Yep. And Fulham lost at the weekend. You've already mentioned them in the local roundup. Bournemouth. Bournemouth is the other one. Yeah. I was going to say. Um, and then the final one. I'll tell you it's in League 2. 
Harrogate. Harrogate Town. Is it? Yeah. I knew they'd had a good start to see eight. That's not bad, that. What did I get? Seven out of eight? Yeah. I'll take that. Only one not being West Ham. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, he's, he's at it again with this, with this predicting, uh, getting the quiz answers right out of nowhere. But there you are. I know. So it's Huddersfield. It doesn't happen very often. Huddersfield Town last series and now Harrogate Town. So he's doing well. He's uh, As long as they're a HT from, uh, yeah. from yeah. Yorkshire, he's fine. From around this area. Indeed. Yeah. Right, that is it. So Harrogate Town are the only side in uh, outside of the top two tiers in the Football League that's unbeaten. Anyway, that's your lot from Football Forum. Myself and Chappers will be back in the before the end of September is uh, is a better way of putting it. Uh, there's plenty more action to come uh, from me and Chappers and all the team and hopefully Connor's back as well. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Bringing you the latest from across the Steel City. It's a beautiful day. This is Football Forum.